Hey Albuquerque, this is Lindsay. This is Lorenzo. And this is What's Up ABQ. What's up, Albuquerque? This is Lindsay. This is Lorenzo. So today we have a very special episode because as you guys know, Ryan is no longer with us. Rip. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, he's not dead. He just moved to Missouri. He's dead to us. He's dead to us, though. (laughs) Now, he moved to Missouri. He is living out that millennial dream of buying a mansion, like uh, cheap old houses, and um, fixing it up to make it his dream home. So we're excited for him, although we're sad for Albuquerque because, you know, Missouri's gain is our loss. I guess. So anyway, but this episode is kind of special. I wanted to introduce our new co-host. Um, and I'll guess I'll just let you introduce yourself because you're the co-host now. <laughs> so do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. My name is Lorenzo. I am Lindsay's husband and fan of the podcast. And now I'm here. So I don't know what else you want to know. I mean, I know a lot about you. Obviously, we've been married for like 13 years, but (laughs) a little bit more than exactly 13 years. That's right. And for those of you that don't know, actually, Lorenzo and I have a podcast project that we started a long time ago called uh, Parenting Versus Podcast. And so we started this podcast at the beginning of our journey as parents, and we kind of talk about everything parenting. So we've worked together in that regard, but like this is a whole new wheelhouse for both of us, I guess, right? Yeah. And I'm happy to be a part of it. So thank you for asking me. Yeah. No, I'm excited to have you. We used to refer to Lorenzo as like our, our in-house New Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> because you are, in fact, a native New Mexican. So. I'm, in, I'm in a house right now and I am a New Mexican. So check, check the boxes. Check. <laughs> so I guess with that, uh, I think for the audience, for people that don't know you, obviously I do. So it's kind of weird having a conversation for the two of us. But for people that don't know you, tell the What's Up ABQ audience a little bit about where you grew Grew up, how you grew up, your history as a New Mexican, if you would. Yeah. So for better or for worse, I am as New Mexican as they come. I am from the state capital of Santa Fe, New Mexico. I born there. St. Vincent Hospital, or as the locals call it, St. Victims. But I, I'm sure the I'm sure the doctors are pretty pretty good there. I mean, I I came out fine. <laughs> I was delivered there. Yeah. So I grew up in Santa Fe. My grandpa was a a mariachi, and you learn. So New Mexicans are kind of funny because we know how to say all the Spanish words, but we know a total of probably like a dozen Spanish words. I don't know Spanish. Sadly, my name is Lorenzo Delfido Dominguez. I know very little Spanish. So I am in that way, very New Mexican, have a Spanish name, don't speak very much Spanish. I know how to say the Spanish words I do know correctly, but uh, I don't know. I'm going on a tangent. Sorry. Yeah, so my grandpa was a mariachi, grew up in Santa Fe, close to the Guadalupe Church. And then my parents decided to move us to the East Mountains. I say East Mountains because it sounds better than Moriarty. Um, <laughs> sorry. Not, not a fan of the Pintos, are you? Uh, sorry to all the Moriarty peeps, but um, I did my time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, now I'm here in Albuquerque. I went to the University of New Mexico. I was a Lobo. Is everyone a Lobo? Is it true what they it, say? It is true, 100%. Everyone's a Lobo. Even the Aggies are Lobos, Ooh. whether they would like to admit it or not. That was, a, that was a sick diss on the first episode. <laughs> That's okay. My brother's an Aggie. So. He made some enemies just now. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if the Aggies are playing somebody on national television, I will I will root for those Aggies. But uh, yeah, I am very New Mexican. I love New Mexican food. Sopapillas with honey, red chili. I think stuffed sopapillas are my favorite food, even though it's a good, you know, healthy 2,300 calories. <laughs> well worth it. Where do you, um, so I know that we're jumping the gun, but like your best uh, stuff, Sopapia, where would you go? Uh, I guess Tomasita's yeah. here in Albuquerque. I, you know, I don't really get out that often. <laughs> I mean, I do, 
We do, but like we don't really go check out a ton. Like that's not like on our to-do list is check out all the New Mexican places in Albuquerque because I feel like if you're going to get New Mexican food in New Mexico, it has to be in some small town. Like you got to go to Cuba, you got to go to Pecos, you got to go to Española. Those are the places that I think that a restaurant in Albuquerque is not going to live up to, but maybe we'll find it. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I don't feel like I have any room to speak on that because I'm obviously not from here originally. So I don't, I mean, the only thing I have to compare it to is Albuquerque, New Mm -hmm. Mexican food. You, however, I feel like you have a little bit of, I don't want to say chili snobbery, but maybe, maybe you are a little bit more selective with your chili. I think I am. I think I have a very sentimental view of chili. I grew up like chili was just part of my life growing up. My grandpa, the mariachi that I just spoke of, he ate chili like every single day. It was just part of his meal and very, very basic sort of preparation. Like he would, he would get red chili, the pods and blend them in a blender, throw some garlic uh, seasoning, some salt, and then he would heat it up in some like fried pork or like he would fry it up in a little tiny pot. I remember this pot as a kid. And then he would kind of, and you, you would, you would think tortilla would be like first on your, on your mind, but he used white bread for whatever reason. I'm not sure. Either way, like it was part of my life growing up. So I have this idea of what red chili should look like. When I go to a restaurant and it's not the right color and it has this weird consistency and it has no spice to it, it kind of makes me sad a little bit. So You just made me think of Nacho Libre when he's like, <laughs> where are the spices? Where are the spices? <laughs> yeah. No, so yeah, I love red chili. I love green chili. It has to have spice, has to have flavor. I hope I'm not snobbery about it, but. No, I think, I think that's the beauty of like new Mexican culture is that everybody has like a favorite way to have their chili and it can deviate a little from like, you know, the norm mm-hmm. or it has its own little twist on it or it's like oh the reason I like the chili from this place is because it's everybody kind of throws their own personalization in there I think when they're making it Mm -hmm. and so that's what makes it unique and that's what makes it really cool is that like I like to hear about you know different people's opinions and perspectives on New Mexican food because generally New Mexican food is very consistent in how you make it but there's always these little things that people do differently depending on where you're at that kind of make it your favorite or you know somebody else's favorite or whatever so it's kind of cool to hear that. Yeah, for sure. I think that's 100% true. I had a friend in, uh, I think I was in middle school. His mom made enchiladas and they were really good. And my mom's enchiladas are delicious, I think. Like my idea was like, oh, my mom's enchiladas are the best. But then my friend... I think everybody thinks their mom's enchiladas are the best. Yeah. My friend, (laughs) whose name was Carlos, his mom made them, but she she added black olives to it, which I thought was interesting, but I thought it was a good touch. Hmm. I don't know. I would not think about that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's, it's funny that you mentioned like different like personal touches. Cause like, I remember when we lived in Santa Fe, when we were first married for a while, we would go out to eat there and we'd get red chili and people would put honey on top of it. And I used to think like, that's so weird. But yeah. then when I tried it, I was like, I absolutely understand this now. It's the, it's the sweet and spicy and smoky it's kind the sweet of sweet and the heat. Sweet in the heat. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's good. It's good stuff. So, um, Lorenzo for people that don't know you, which is pretty much everybody but me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have said at least five or six words on a couple of episodes, I think, because I ta- yeah. I've tagged along. I tagged along on the hot dog uh, episode, clown dog. Uh, the clown dog episode. Mm-hmm. I tagged along on the tea episode. Yeah. Tea house. A couple other ones. You were with us in Santa Fe when we were at on Artists with Brian. Artists with Brian. Was uh, a yeah. Great so that's so fun. Yeah. What else? I think that's a few. it. I mean, yeah. so I mean, been around sometimes even though I'm there just as a spectator, 
I, I have said, I think a total of maybe seven or eight words. <laughs> well, it's but. your chance to say a lot more. Mm -hmm. So um, you obviously know the background and the history of What's Up ABQ. Mm -hmm. So what are some businesses or some places or some things that you want to see us interview in the future? Because we haven't really, you and I haven't really talked about this yet as like a unit as far as like yeah. your your ideas. So I want to hear like on air for the record, mm. like what do you, what do you want to do? What do you want to, who do you want to interview? Put me on the spot. Yeah. I don't know. There's like some of the big ones I think would be really cool. Like the frontier. That would be awesome. That'd be amazing. Or golden pride frontier though. That's part of like a, that's part of like central to the university area. A lot of people in Albuquerque, like say, if they ask anybody, anybody's local say, Hey, where should we go? Well, I'll go to frontier for the novelty. Like it's route 66 kind of thing. I think frontier would be cool. I don't know why I thought about this, but I think, I don't know, is skate city still around? Skate city would be a cool. Roller King is, I think. Yeah. So I'm thinking about these old sort of nostalgic pla places. Yeah. Places that have been around for a long time. I think the beach zone is not there anymore, but I used to skate a lot when I was in high school. So, um, these businesses that have been local for, you know, before local was cool. Pizza Castle, I think would be cool. I would love to hear other people's opinions on that. Like, what do you, like, who do you want to hear us interview? Because we usually go out and talk to people on our own, but I would love to hear some community input on that. Like, is there a business or a local place where you're like, yeah, I want to hear what they have to say, or I'm curious about that, or I want to know what's going on in that area. Because mm -hmm. there's so many different niches and pockets and places to explore in mm -hmm. Albuquerque. And it just keeps, the net keeps getting wider. So, I mean, we're not going to stop anytime soon. There's a lot to see and a lot to do. And I definitely, don't want to limit it at all. So I'm excited to hear kind of like with the new spin on what's up ABQ kind of where we're going to end up too. Yeah, I'm with you. So I wanted to ask you too, what are your thoughts on the local movements of different artists and different crafts, people kind of and markets and breweries and all that stuff? Like, what is your opinion on all that? Because I know that it's kind of, it started out sort of slow and it's sort of taking off now and we're seeing a lot more people move here from other places. So I kind of wanted to hear about your thoughts on that. I don't know. I think I don't, I don't I'm not sure if my attention has been focused on what that is. Cause like, just kind of like how I've always eaten chili and it's always just been part of life. I think New Mexican art has always just been part of life. And if you've never gone anywhere else, you kind of just assume that that is part of, that's our cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you just, you just kind of, you, you accept it as part of your existence, I guess. So I'm flattered that a lot of people appreciate the art here. And now that I'm older, I understand how special, like the fusion of all these different cultures. So this is, this is kind of interesting. I, I play, so nerd alert, I played Dungeons and Dragons with uh, some friends on, on Zoom and a couple of them, well, all of them, except for one is from New York. They're from New York. And this one guy who, uh, shout out Danny, who, um, Hey, Danny. <laughs> who, who, he's, he's the dungeon master. Anyways. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, I won't go too far I into mean, the dungeons and dragons. For me. All right. Yeah. But anyways, uh, you know, he was talking, he was, he was telling me as an outsider, how much he appreciated that these cultures kind of lived side by side. Like they, they kind of, they existed all on their own without it being a fusion. They just sort of were there. I don't know. He, he explained it like in a very appreciative way, I guess, but I don't know where I'm going with that. 
No, I think that that's a really good a good illustration of New Mexican culture because it is true. Like coming from other places, you may not see a good example of that like mm-hmm. you do in New Mexico. I mean, you have like indigenous culture, you have Hispanic and Latino culture, you have white culture. I mean, you just have all of these different things kind of living in this cohesive environment, yeah. um, doing their own things in their own communities, but also doing it side by side. And then you get a little bit of, they kind of bleed into each other a little bit around the corners. And so you get mm-hmm. all these really interesting mixes of art and yeah. music and food and, you know, everything yeah. else. I think food is one of those things that sort of encapsulates everything. And it is kind of like a fusion, I guess you could say, like you have a mixture of all these different cultures and the New Mexican food is that's kind of illustrates that for us, I guess. I feel like New Mexican food is an expression of like cultural love, sort of like that sounds really cheesy, but I feel like that's how New Mexicans express love is like through their food. Yeah. Because you have, like you said, you have all these different cultures coming together and sharing pieces or staples of their food and their diet. And then it comes together to make this amazing thing. Like, you know, like you have like an Indian taco with like green chili on top and like, you know, you have just all these different things that are like put mm-hmm. together that make this really amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, one example product. too, that is kind of funny that a lot of people who come here might sort of be surprised about like for Thanksgiving, I think maybe you were surprised about this, but for Thanksgiving, instead of gravy mm-hmm. for our mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. we put red chili on it. And that's always just been part of my life. But yeah. If you think about that, like that's a very much not a New Mexican meal, you know, turkey with green beans and, yeah. and, and mashed potatoes and, you know, stuffing, all sorts of stuff and green. It's, and, wh- it's white and, people food. If we're and, being real, it's like, yeah, yeah. green and red chili. You know what I mean? Well, I, d- I remember the first Thanksgiving that I spent with your family after we got married. I, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast. Maybe I have. Sorry if I'm repeating myself, but like I went to Thanksgiving and I remember just being like the chili was so hot. And it was on everything. And I just remember being really hungry, actually. Because <laughs> like, I, I couldn't, like, I just wasn't, like, my chili appreciation level was not up to snuff. Yeah. At that point, I couldn't handle the heat. And so it was, like, I, for, like, the first, like, year or two, like, before, like, family functions at your your house, mm-hmm. I would eat, like, before. Because I just wasn't sure if I was going to be able to handle yeah. the chili. No, that's Which is fine. embarrassing to say, but, like, you no, know. No, that's it, fair. I mean, every, every time I had, a, I mean, when I was first married, when we first got married, uh, I had dinner. We, we were having dinners at your parents' house, like <laughs> I'm always looking for the chili in their in their fridge, and it's always like not there. So They're like, we have some <laughs> salsa. It's like paste the sauce. Yeah. You want? <laughs> and I think finally your mom might have bought some uh, hot sauce at one point, and. But that's art. That's the two cultures of like you and I like bleeding together to kind of just figure it out. Yeah. Like I always, together. I always have to add spice to my, to my, to my food. And well, sometimes like, I don't know. And it's funny as we talk about Thanksgiving and now I'm like really hungry, but like, it's funny because now when I make cranberry sauce every year for the Turkey, I, I make it with red chili. Yeah. Like I make red chili cranberry sauce and that's I've good. made, I've made green chili too, but I think red chili and cranberry goes back better. to that sweet and tart and spicy. Yeah. I think it's good. So we have our own little, that's like our own little fusion of like our marriage. And then we've married our sauces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Please don't put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> we've married our sauces. <laughs> And this podcast just went way weird. Registered trademark. (laughs) Right. But yeah, so New Mexico is definitely um, a part of you and it's become a part of me also. And so it's only fitting that you are a co-host with me. I think it's really exciting that we're doing this together. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of be out there because I think I've gotten a little bit lazy with like discovery mode, Albuquerque. You know, I want to, I want to know more about the city. I want to know more about, you know, what's out there. I want to 
know who who the people are behind you know what's what's going on because yeah I just do so I kind of wanted to touch on a few things too your dad is a land surveyor and uh-huh. so you've seen like every inch of New Mexico more or less like yeah north of I would say Los Lunas yeah yeah so you're pretty familiar with like geographic New Mexico yeah. what are some of your favorite places to see and visit and if if somebody was new here or they hadn't gone somewhere and they were like looking for an outing where would you send them Mm, well, I would say right now, don't go anywhere because we have fire danger. <laughs> no, but, with uh, fire. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so some of the most beautiful places in the state. I love our state parks. Villanueva State Park is is a great place. I like going to Villanueva State Park from I, the I-40 route, like from Albuquerque, because you can get to Villanueva State Park from I-25 and you can get it through it from I-40. We've never been there, I don't think. But like you said, my dad's a land surveyor. We did a we did a survey out there. Sometimes I'll help him out with his, with his work. But uh, we went out there and it's just a very small, like tight knit community. And then the road that takes you out there is like this really narrow road that's hugging the side of a cliff. And if I remember correctly, there's like not even a guardrail on it. <laughs> and this like, it's like a really huge drop. Oh, I don't know. It's a, but it's a really cool experience, like driving these little back New Mexico roads. But yeah, Villanueva State Park has, you know, it's shaded, it's trees, it's the Pecos River just kind of flowing through this state park. It's really pretty. So that's one space I like. I love the Enchanted Circle, like the Southern Rocky Mountains, some of my favorite places to go, Angel Fire, Red River, Taos. What's that? What's that uh, town on the way up to Towski Valley? Arroyo Seco. Arroyo Seco. Really beautiful. That's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And then a little bit off the beaten path, I would say, is like the Pecos Wilderness. You have Bull Creek and Cow Creek. And it's like, if you were to take a, somebody from outside of the state and just sort of transport this, them into this area, they would have no idea it's New Mexico. It's like lush green i mean i don't know about now with the dryness but tall trees everywhere just beautiful i love the pecos wilderness yeah Yeah. it's always fun to hear like your perspective on different places when we go somewhere you'll be like oh did you know that over here there's this crazy like whatever you always know like the little side like sidetrack like adventure sites and like (laughs) roadside things that i like normally wouldn't know about and then it's fun because sometimes i think something that Lorenzo and I both enjoy is like random road trips and driving Mm -hmm. and like not necessarily having a destination, but like seeing where the road takes us, like where we end up. One time we did this and we ended up at Charette Lake. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. We found this like random lake that we didn't even know existed. It was super weird, but super cool. Yeah. There was nobody there. We saw this giant herd of like, um, pronghorn. Yeah. Pronghorn. And it was crazy because the lake was like a little bit low and we could see this old like truck from the 1940s like sticking out of it yeah. and like this old structure. It was just like otherworldly almost. It was sort of a scary appreciation mm-hmm. if I want to say that because we were literally out in the middle of like nowhere. Like there's, we were, I want to say 30 to 45 minutes away from I-25. Yeah. And this road led to nowhere. There might've been like one or two houses like it was very remote mm-hmm. and if you were to break a leg and like not be able to like that's what that's what i was thinking about like if i were to break a leg like like who would find me yeah <laughs> like how would i even get even out you know like my family's here i don't know it's one of those things i guess like new mexico can provide is that remoteness like there's so much just empty land like i don't know but there's still i think the thing about new mexico too and it would not be an episode of what's a bbq without the air conditioning coming on hopefully (laughs) well it's hot now (laughs) yeah it is really hot today um hopefully we can edit some of that out because it is loud it would not be like new mexico without the like remote expansion of space and like having that uncharted territory to explore still Mm -hmm. i think what people like and appreciate about new mexico is that there's so much to 
to like go and discover Mm -hmm. and you can go somewhere and be totally alone. Yeah. And there's not many places in the world where you can go and find space where you can be just completely alone anymore. And if you're tired of the street racing on Montgomery and Coors, like (laughs) just drive out into the desert and enjoy that. Enjoy that silence. Yeah. There's some solitude here that I think can't be found a lot of other places, which is appreciated. It's interesting though, because it's not silence though. Like you, it'll be silence for a second. But then you start to hear the wind and you hear like, I don't know, the cicadas or whatever. Like there's sounds that I think you, if you're a city person, you can appreciate when you go out there. I did want to put you on the spot. If anybody needs a guide to Santa Fe, Lorenzo is definitely your guy. I don't he, know. Yeah, yes. I'm just saying, no, like you grew up there and it's crazy because every time we go to Santa Fe, even though you grew up there, I learned mm-hmm. something new about Santa Fe that I never knew. Yeah. And it'll be like to you, it seems like it's just common knowledge because you grew up there. But like mm-hmm. if somebody's not from that area or they don't know they wouldn't have that information i mean yeah i I wouldn't be able to tell you what like the best sushi spot is in santa fe but i could tell you a little bit of history about like the park across the street from the guadalupe church because i used to go there when i was a kid he used to call it the cheese park because there was big giant structures of cheese and like there was what what politician funded that project by the way hey we're in santa fe we should have a giant structure of cheese in this park dude me and my brothers and my cousins and everybody else going to the cheese park we loved it yeah like climbing these cheese structures there was no (laughs) playground there was no slides there was no swings it was just these like sculptures of cheese and they might not have even and they had wine tastings every Sunday. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, maybe now, but no, like they might not have even been intended for like kids to climb, but we climbed them and like yeah. we had fun. And then there was a fountain there that I don't know, for whatever reason, we would get into it. Like <laughs> it's because it's water in your kids. Yeah. That's how it goes. So anyways. Okay. Santa Fe, if you're listening, if any of you are listening and any of you have that authority, please just build a splash pad yeah. like somewhere, somewhere kind of close to the plaza. Like, yeah. You know, it gets hot up there. Summertime's coming. We'd Bring appreciate back the it. Cheese. Bring back the cheese. Yeah, they took the cheese away. Please stop taking our, quit moving our cheese. <laughs> uh, good one. <laughs> Is that a dad joke? I think it was. Yeah, you guys, a mom joke. Have you ever heard about those, uh, that book, Who Moved My Cheese? Yeah, I got that from a graduation gift from I did somebody too. I did too. My graduation from high school. And I remember being like, this is dumb. And I like donated it. But now I feel like I probably should have read it. Probably all of like 75 pages. Maybe you should have. It's probably like the key to life and we just missed <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Your life would have been way different <laughs> if you would have read that book. If I would have just found out who moved the cheese, I would know so much more. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny. I, I love your Santa Fe history. I love like, I love that you know so much. I love that you can be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know what? This used to be this. Or you just have this like innate knowledge of New Mexico. And I don't know that it's appreciated enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you really realize that you have it, but um, but it's there and I, I oh, like thank it. You. Thank you. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Every day you count on your heating and cooling system to be ready to handle the extreme temperatures. Call FRA Muniz Plumbing and Mechanical right away if your heating or cooling system is malfunctioning. FRA Muniz Plumbing and Mechanical has been fixing and installing HVAC systems throughout the Albuquerque metro and surrounding areas for years. They've been the leading provider of comprehensive care and top-class HVAC service and installation since the early 2000s. When you choose FRA Muniz Plumbing and Mechanical, you'll get contractors with a history of excellence. Call today, mention What's Up ABQ, and receive 10% off for the month of May on repairs and installation. Call FRA Muniz Plumbing and Mechanical at 505-203-6415 or visit their website, framechanical.com. 
If you want a new job, Goodwill has a free service to help you find it. Need to learn interview skills or create a resume? We offer free training too. And we have a huge network of employer partners across New Mexico, local companies that are hiring right now. Ready for a new job? Don't hesitate. A perfect job is waiting for you. And help to find it is free. Good will it. And we're back. Hey. And uh, today I am introducing my new co-host and you are... Lorenzo. Lorenzo what? <laughs> Dominguez. He's my husband, actually. Actually. Um, actually. This guy right here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it is really weird going from the dynamic of like talking to my brother on these podcasts and now I'm yeah. talking to you. It's kind of funny. And it's yeah. weird because we haven't done like our interviews yet together. Yeah. So, And we have our dynamic, our podcasting dynamic already from our other podcast, which don't listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, terrible. <laughs> I don't think it's terrible. It's just. All right. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, now I'm going to plug it. So it's called parenting versus podcast. And like, it's loosely a parenting podcast, but not really. And we have yeah. terrible parenting advice. And like, n- don't take it seriously. Not only that, but like, okay, maybe I shouldn't even say this. I, I guess I have to say I it dare now. you. I think sometimes I might overshare my <laughs> sort of feelings, <laughs> not even about parenting, but just like life. Like we kind of lay it all out. Yeah, line, it's, so. it's, it's bare. It's definitely yeah. bare bones. Um, but I think that was like kind of the idea when we started. Yeah. It was like, we're not going to edit this because life is not edited. And like, it yep. is what it is. And we didn't even think anybody was listening. Apparently they are, which is funny to me. Mm-hmm. And if you are, please just don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell us that you listen to it. It'll make me feel better. It'll make us feel real weird no. around you. <laughs> no, it's good. that's okay. You could tell us. We had somebody the other day that like tweeted something about it. And we were like, wait, what? Our podcast? Like, who is this yeah. person? It was like a complete stranger. And we were like, oh man, someone's listening. <laughs> yeah. How did you find us? I know. Who told yeah. you about this? So yeah, yeah, it's just kind of funny because that's the dynamic that we're used to working with. But mm-hmm. I, I got to kind of reel it back a little bit. Yeah. T- this is a professional podcast. No crying? No crying. Okay. No Not crying. on this one. <laughs> you cry and I get a new co-host. That's how that goes. Okay. I'll be like, now taking applications. Yeah. Um, send me your demos, please. Because <laughs> Lorenzo needs to stop crying. Uh, so I did want to take it kind of in a serious direction. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Well, I guess two directions. Okay. I'll start with the non-serious one first. All right. What are your favorite neighborhoods in Albuquerque? Do you have a favorite na- a neighborhood mm, or an area? Al- in Albuquerque? Yeah. I have a few favorite neighborhoods. So Hold on. I got, I got to back up. Mm-hmm. Lorenzo delivered pizzas for like nine years, I so did. he knows a lot about Zuni Albuquerque Washington. Two six 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 six. Wow, that's their phone number. Okay, um, you guys need a pizza. Sh- shout out Pizza Hut. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Unless you guys want a sponsor. No, I, I yeah, I delivered there for a long time. They put me put me through college. Um, I got a front and center view of Knob Hill, Ridgecrest, and then also sort of east of San Pedro, between San Mateo and San Pedro to Gibson. Like that was my zone. And then I think north up to like the university. So I know that area really well. I know the streets really well. I never actually lived, well, no, I didn't. I did live in the university area once. But, um, didn't we all? Yeah. But as far as my favorite neighborhoods, I've always been rooting for downtown Albuquerque. Downtown Albuquerque, I think, saw its heyday a long time ago, and it's waiting for its return. I don't think it's here yet. It hasn't been here. Downtown has not been like the center of the city in a really long time. But I want to see downtown thrive. I want to see maybe another skyscraper. I want to see people go there, not just for like the nightlife, but like because, oh, that really awesome, I don't know, donut shop is there or... There is a really awesome donut shop there. In downtown? Yeah. What's what's it called? 
I don't remember mm. off the top of my head right now, yeah. but I follow their Instagram and it is, it yeah. looks. I want to see downtown Albuquerque sort of thrive commercially and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you, you go to these other cities. You city. want it to be a bustling city. Yeah. Yeah. Like the place where. Not just where people go to get hammered on the weekends and then abandon yeah. like Sunday afternoon. The place where everybody wants to go just to hang out. You know what I mean? Maybe there'll be some, maybe some nice parks, some grass or whatever, you Splash know. Splash pad, cheese park, yeah. downtown. Yeah. So, and not just because there's some event going on downtown. Like I want it to be a magnet. So I've always been rooting for downtown mm -hmm. as far as like a, you know, those attractions. Yeah. I think uh, south of downtown, Borellas is a really special place. The Hispanic Cultural Center is a fantastic place to go to kind of see art from the local community. Borellas Coffee Shop is Coffee awesome. House. Coffee House, yeah. And their prices are amazing too, yeah, for sure. by the way. Obama ate there, guys. Yeah. If it's good enough for Obama, it's good enough for you. Yeah. Hundred percent. Of course, you know Knob Hill. I've always liked Knob Hill. That I feel like has been a place where people can kind of walk and stroll and kind of have that. It's not centered, even though it's on Route sixty six. It's not centered around driving. Albuquerque is a very driving town. You have your Montgomery Boulevards. You have your Wyoming's. You have your San Mateos. And c Central in Knob Hill is not that. Central in Knob Hill is a place where you can kind of walk from a shop to a shop. So I kind of I love Knob Hill. Uh, North Valley beautiful south valley is beautiful yeah those are some of my neighborhoods i like yeah and you've lived in all of those neighborhoods i think at one point or another or close yeah. to them so i was gonna say i didn't live in the south valley but i did you did you had I, this huge cottonwood tree in your in your um yard remember yeah. it was like at least a couple was, hundred years old. i was so proud of it too like even though it wasn't mine like i was renting the place but i think when i first met you i'm like hey check out this tree i was impressed <laughs> i mean i'm still here <laughs> this I was tree impressed. is so cool <laughs> so much history in that yeah. tree i'm very impressed by that tree yeah so Thanks for showing me that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I definitely like to hear people's favorite neighborhoods. I feel like it gives me kind of an idea of like their personality and like kind mm -hmm. of just what they enjoy about the city. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to kind of talk about, and I know that we sort of touch on this a little in the podcast, depending on if it comes up, but what are some of the issues and things that you want to see change in Albuquerque or be, be different in the future? I think Albuquerque definitely has its lists of problems and sometimes it might feel discouraging to the people that live here that, you know, these problems aren't really being addressed and they're kind of maybe even getting worse. Obviously, like crime, people talk about crime, people talk about traffic and drivers and everything else. Living here, raising my kids, our kids. I have I, kids? <laughs> yes. Uh, I forgot to tell you about Oops. them. <laughs> I know I have kids, guys. I'm a good mom. Nobody no. call anybody else. Don't call CYFD. I, I swear to God, I'm a good mom. Yeah. No, you are. Thank you. Mother's Day is coming next week. Let me know. Yeah. So I, I would love to see our city begin to address a lot of those issues, I guess you could say. You know, I don't, I don't love hearing about different things going on in the city. I don't love hearing about, uh, you know, traffic things. I don't love hearing about like... Three major homicides in one night. Yeah. That's what was on the news today. Or APS is going through this and like whatever. You know what I mean? So those are the things that matter to me. And I would love to see Albuquerque kind of like rise above that, you know? It's, it's, a, big, it's a big task. It's a big dream. I think that if there's enough people who kind of understand that it's a it's a problem that can be surpassed, I guess you could say, then we can kind of give each other encouragement. I don't know, because I think I think Albuquerque folks, Bucanos, Albuquerqueans kind of can kind of get discouraged because it's sort of like, well, it's just the way it is. And what am I going to do? It's like crime's bad. I just I what, what can I do? Well, I can protect myself. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the reason we started this podcast. You know, Ryan and I is like, we wanted to talk about, you know, positive things because we are all used to hearing the bad news and um, we hear a lot of it. Some mm -hmm. weeks are worse than others. And, you know, you hear 
you hear a lot of um, things that can be discouraging and they can make your perspective really jaded. And that goes for anywhere, not just Albuquerque, but there is sort of a defeatist attitude sometimes towards those things here. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's the general attitude. I just think that that's what we hear about the most. You know, they say like, what is it? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. And so that goes the same for news. You know, the stuff that's terrible is going to get the most airtime because it gets the most airtime. But that doesn't mean that we can't change things. And it doesn't mean that we can't focus on positive things and make our community a positive place either. So yeah. No, at the same time too, like, yes, I agree. Be proud of your community and and like highlight the good things about your community because it's not highlighted enough. But at the same time, I don't think you can ignore like those issues. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And I I don't mean like ignore it. I just mean like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that the change starts with how you um, infuse your community with positivity. I agree. That's what you can do, I guess. You know. I agree. And find a cause and, and encourage other people like to do better. I, you know, I mean, like I think sometimes other people need to hear their potential because they don't necessarily always know. It's true. And our our local business owners too need to know that encouragement. I think because it, it, it could be hard. I think I mean, I've never owned a business, but I've listened to your podcast a little bit. And now it's your podcast. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think, you know, local businesses in Albuquerque do really well, I think, because because we have this different attitude about local. I think that's the one thing that New Mexico in, in general is really strong about is that they care a lot about local. I've seen that more so here than a lot of other places. We do not. I mean, we have some chains and stuff. Yeah. But like, we really do support like our mom and pop businesses, like because New Mexico is like a small, big town or a big, small town, I guess. So Mm -hmm. I feel like when you do that, it's like somebody knows somebody who owns that business. It's not that far away from you. There's not like all these degrees of separation. It's like somebody, somebody's cousin, cousins, uncles, nephew. I mean, it's connected in some way. And so there's a strength in that. There's a definite strength in, in knowing that like you're supporting someone directly who's living in your community, doing business in your community. You know, you kind of, I don't know. It makes it stronger. I think I agree. So is there anything else you want to say, plug, talk about, um, shout out, et cetera, before we wrap this up? Mm, I don't know. What are my favorite places? I yeah, mean, what are they? I mean, you know me. I mean, I do. I, but I'm, I'm quizzing you. <laughs> oh, geez. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't sign up for this. Um, I quit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to say breakfast burritos. I'm going to, can I rank them real quick? Go for it. Okay. Hold on. Can I say one thing? Yes. Can I just say something real fast? Uh-huh. I used to try to get Lorenzo to write a blog called burritos and bathrooms. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. All right. Go ahead. Because Lorenzo likes to check out bathrooms and well, I mean, I, businesses. I, I use bathrooms. Right. And he'll be like, oh, that was a terrible bathroom. We're like, oh, that was a really nice bathroom. And we have this theory that like the quality of the bathroom directly co- like correlates to the quality of the burrito. Hmm. So, okay. I'm just, I just had to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if your bathroom is not stocked with paper towels, chances are you don't care about your food in your kitchen or your burritos. I don't know. That might not be true. But anyways, um, (laughs) yeah. So you're going to rank. I do appreciate a good bathroom, but I also appreciate a good burrito (laughs) and breakfast burritos are some of my favorite food. And I'm going to say the undisputed breakfast burrito champion is 1000% golden pride. Did you think it was something else? I thought you were going to say Blake's. No, no. Where do they fall on the scale? Just out of curiosity. They're, they're good. They're decent. They are. If you're very hungry, Blake's will take care of you. But where Blake's falls behind for me is the tortilla. Mm. For me, a good breakfast burrito and people are, there might be some really mad people right now. I bet you like New Mexicans. And I want to hear your hate, your hate comments on this. New Mexicans are very passionate about their breakfast. Let burritos. her rip. I, I let my brother know that my favorite is golden pride. And he's just like, 
Well, I don't know about that. Like, like <laughs> you, you guys can't see this, but I, I, Lorenzo made a face and it, it looks like his brother's face when he's upset. Yeah. It was just a really good, like, yeah, my brother, my brother got, he, it was like a family feud for a second. Like, I don't know. Anyways, I do believe, okay, here's my, here's my idea. Breakfast burritos. If the tortilla is top notch, you can kind of have the, the what's what's stuffed inside of it like is not as important. You know what I mean? I, the tortilla is taking I think care the tortilla has is everything okay. for me. So you okay? So golden pride's number one. We're gonna go top three. Who's number two then? I don't know. I don't know if I have. I guess let me think about this for a second. Bla- Blake's is up there, I guess, because it's available. It's there's Blake's everywhere, all over the city. And like I said, if you're very hungry, like get a Blake's bre- breakfast burrito. It's consistent, I think yeah. is the thing. It's a consistent, like you know what you're yeah. going to get, it's consistent. And not a local company, but um, Taco Cabana. Actually, I was going to say that. I had their breakfast tacos the other day and I was like, this actually like really hit the spot. Yeah. Like a lot. And again, they, they make their tortillas, I think like in the, in the restaurant. And I think that's why I love them. Um, my brother told me to try the burrito lady. Mm. So I've never been to the burrito lady. Where is that? Um, I'm not sure. Oh. But he said, go to the burrito lady. So maybe I'll try the burrito lady next. Somebody else said uh, Stars and Stripes. Haven't been there either. I, I picked up some breakfast burritos from Stars and Stripes. And the insides of it, the bacon, the potatoes, the, eggs. the eggs, uh, cheese, all of that was delicious. Again, the tortilla, like if I could marry the inside of the breakfast burrito from Stars and Stripes with the tortilla of Golden Pride, it'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. It's yeah. not quite like Marion sauces, but it's close yeah. enough. But any <laughs> breakfast burrito in New Mexico, I'm sorry, is be- better than a breakfast burrito in some other place in the country. Like we. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We stopped one time we stopped in Phoenix and we were just like, what is this yeah. atrocity? <laughs> I had to spend uh, a summer in Washington, the state Washington, and I got a breakfast burrito and it was, I, I don't know why I did that. I should have got a biscuit or something. I should have got a biscuit. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a little more Pacific Northwestern yeah. for you. I don't think that they're really up on their tortilla skills no, up in Washington. It was not good. And then there were like bell peppers in it and <laughs> mushrooms. I'm like, why are you putting mushrooms in the like, breakfast? It's like burrito? a Denver omelet yeah. burrito. And like to top it all off, they didn't even ask me. They just gave me ketchup. And I'm like, Ew. what is this? You like threw it on the counter and you were like, no. No. <laughs> I walked out. No, I, I ate it still because I was hungry, but. All right. So we got Golden Pride, Blake's, and then Taco Cabana for the third place yeah. winner for tortilla quality. Yeah. And this this might be a future updated ranking because I have to try the burrito lady. We'll see. We'll okay. see how things go. Okay. No, I think that's a fair assessment. I would, I would mostly agree with you. So. All right. Well, it is that time. It is the end of our first episode together. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the future holds. Yeah. I'm excited to see where we're headed. I'm excited to share Albuquerque with you and all the listeners. So yeah. stay tuned, everybody. It's coming. It is. It is indeed. We're going to explore the city. Yep. That's the plan. So with that, we will let you go. Thank you, Albuquerque, for listening. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Every day, you count on your heating and cooling system to be ready to handle the extreme temperatures. Call FRA Muniz Plumbing and Mechanical right away if your heating or cooling system is malfunctioning. FRA Muniz Plumbing and Mechanical has been fixing and installing HVAC systems throughout the Albuquerque metro and surrounding areas for years. They've been the leading provider of comprehensive care and top-class HVAC service and installation since the early 2000s. When you choose FRA Muniz Plumbing and Mechanical, you'll get contractors with a history of excellence. 
Call today. Mention What's Up ABQ and receive 10% off for the month of May on repairs and installation. Call FRA Muniz Plumbing and Mechanical at 505-203-6415 or visit their website, framechanical.com. Thanks for listening to the What's Up ABQ podcast with Lindsay and Lorenzo. Every episode, we'll introduce you to places around the Duke City that we think you'll want to try out and tell your friends about. If you have an idea for a place that Lindsay and Lorenzo should feature, drop them a line on Instagram at ABQ What's Up. Whether it's a restaurant, a place to get suds, an upcoming event, or just a nifty little place that you came across, we want to hear about it. And if you have a business and want to get some extra attention in the podcast, get in touch with us about sponsorships. Leave us a review or comment on your favorite podcast platform. The podcast is edited and mastered by Paul Nixon at paulnixonvo.com. Until next time, thanks for listening and subscribing to What's Up ABQ.